I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Sharks versus Raiders. What about them Raiders, eh? Uh, as I spoke, we spoke about earlier, but to be honest, the Sharks didn't look anywhere near the side that they normally are. And I think if we ever needed... If there's one thing we learnt from this game, it is Hines has to be their seven. It is undeniable. I don't care who you've got to move to pull fullback. I don't care if you've got to put a front roll back there. Hines has to be a seven. Because unfortunately, Moylan and Trindle... Just don't seem to be seven material. They're six material, um, which is fine. Everyone plays different roles. No knock on them. But Hines is their guy. Wow, out he's their guy. Yeah, and I personally think it's easier to replace a fullback than a seven in this time. Mm. Like you, you've got guys that can jump in there. I still think you know if you're desperate, kind of Tracy at fullback could do a good job. Yep. You've got Lockie Miller who could come in and do well. There's so. also that young fellow that's gone really well in. New South Wales Cup, I forgot yep. his name. But Cade Dykes. Cade Dykes. Dykes, yeah. you got Metcalf still in the, t- in the squad. So they've got a heap of options there. I just think, God, it was just so bleedingly obvious that they oh. struck without him, wasn't it? Oh. I, I, I feel like you could tell Hines was almost at the point where he's like, just get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Well, towards the end, it was kind of yeah, like that. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you've also you, – you could move Moiser back there. H- however you're going to do it, Hines just has to be in the seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, it was frustrating to watch. And – Canberra had three sim bins. I know. Shouldn't win a game of football with three. It was incredible performance by Canberra. So gutsy, so gritty. Um, And I think the Sharks were just paying the piper for last week. Like, I think that that took so much out of them. Now, I thought the seven-day turnaround would help them a bit. But, you know, what? my my initial gut feeling was probably right. Like, you you don't get wins like that without being fatigued. You really just do not. I I texted you yesterday, and with all due respect... um, as soon as the Raiders got out to that big lead, I thought, oh, beautiful. They're at, you know, $6 on sports bet. I was on hold for 45 minutes. Fuck Everyone up. must have been getting on the Canberra face. The country was getting the on bed. the Sharks. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, the game was God. over and I was still on hold. I was like, oh, fuck. Thank no, God you man. didn't get through. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I've made worse. But man. we'll speak about the positive. We'll speak about the positive. The Raiders. 
This is Ricky's Raiders. This is the Raiders that we know and love. They were tough. They were unrelenting. I think, boys, the course for White in the 13, I think it's getting I think it's getting better by the day, boys. Getting better by the day. Think about it. Like I thought Schneider was really good at seven. Frawley was really good. Do you do you want to break up a good thing? That's two wins on a trot. Yeah, I get it. But uh, I, <laughs> no, I don't. Speak to me. Again, as per last week, they're already loaded in the back row. I think Frawley has done more than enough to earn that spot. I think Schneider was okay, but I, I, to be honest, I don't think he's convinced me this season at all. Uh, there's a future for him, but I think Frawley and Jackie Whiten will be perfect. Frawls in there running the show will take so much pressure off Jack Shoulders, and hopefully Sticky can just get... Jack back to doing what he does best, and that's running the football and not worrying yep. about game management as much. Um, the Raiders, they just they showed discipline for the first time this season. They completed. They, they weren't doing these shit offloads and turning over bot, uh, footy and, and giving up possession all the time. And, you know, it, it was just a massive, massive change for them, and, and it, it paid off big time. Yeah, absolutely. They, just, they, they were playing like the team that we know. You know, like the, this is the Raiders that... Every week we feel like we're going to see them come up here again. And then they just, yeah, they, they absolutely did. Um, Frawley, his discipline is so good. Nearly kicked for 500 metres. Um, you know, Rapana constantly popping up, being a pest through the middle with his great ball running for the defence. Um, you know, like, I just, they just look like such a, like, more structured, more direction. There wasn't just shit going everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, they had a plan and they stuck to it. Um, it was just a massive win. And... You know, Papali'i and Tarpanan, they just were so important through the middle. They're so clinical, so good in defence. Um, I thought Starling came on and really injected a lot of energy through the middle. Um, yeah, I just I think uh, Raiders fans should be absolutely stoked with that performance. And if there is a performance that can turn a season around, it's one like that where you have three sin bins and you still get the win against people, what a lot of people think might be a top four side. Um I will say the Chan Sinbin, though, as we spoke about earlier, was just mental to me. Uh, yeah, so look, just be excited. Do you think that – so you think Schneider gets replaced by – I Wyden? do, but I don't say that with confidence. Uh, that's what I do, and I think that's what Sticky will do because he'll see – He'll see how big a difference an organising half made to that side. Mm. They're like, how could you not? Like, their whole season has turned on its head in two weeks without their Dalian medal winner, mm. um, purely due to the, the style of the halves. And, and Frawley, like, he showed his experience where sometimes young halves, they'll, they'll do a play early in the game. It might be a crossfield bomb, and the winger bombs it, and then they go, oh, yeah, cool play. And it's like they forget that that happened. Whereas a good, experienced half, they do a play at the start. It's a bomb. Katoa drops it and Frawley goes, oh, all right. That's who I'm kicking to for the next fucking 30 minutes. And he just keeps bombing it to Katoa for the rest of the half. And it's where they got a lot of their points. Mm. And that's where experience matters of like noticing patterns and trends and going, oh, this wing is not on today. I'm just going to keep bombing him. Whereas like some young guys, they'll be like, okay, they'll just bomb wherever they feel like bombing that set. Whereas Frawley was a master yesterday at sticking to the plan. Mate, it was even smarter than that. He was kicking on angles so that he was looking into the sun. Yeah. Like, it it was a really well thought out, you know, it sounds easy kicking to the sun, but he was, you could see where he was actually positioning himself to kick from that the trajectory would be into the sun. Uh, I want to give, you had him in your team of the week, Zach Wolford. Just for a bit of context, 
he he won a New South Wales Cup um, competition about five years ago, playing for Canterbury. Looked unreal. Yeah, looked like he was going to walk into first grade. It's going to be great. Went up to Newcastle as a great hooker. They didn't have a hooker. They had like Danny Levi and a couple of other guys bouncing around. They tried to turn him into a 13, put a few of the extra kilos on him, and it just went completely to shit. Um, he left there. And I remember in 2020, I was watching a mate play rugby union, and the guy he was playing, I sort of, I thought, I know that guy from somewhere, and I couldn't figure out where it was. It was Zach Wolford. He was playing Park Rugby Union two years ago. Far out. He then signed with Newtown. I think last year went back and played reserve grade there. I think we were sitting here three weeks ago, and I said, "You well, they signed the Wolford kid the other day. Yeah, I wonder if he's a hooker player. You've beat me to it, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where that? But I thought yeah. they had that Parker over you on all show. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, I, I had his his old man, Simon Wolford, on the podcast, and he's coaching over in England. And when all this was happening up in Newcastle, I said to him off mic, you're going to bring Zach over there and give him a shot? And he goes, oh, mate, I know he'd do a job for me, but I just want him to find his own way. Mm. I don't want to give him an easy out or let him find his own way. And I, I was sitting there going... Like he's kind of been left out in the dark yeah, yeah. here. Uh, but, mate, he's fought his way in. It's been sensational. It's funny, like, you, you were sent, sent the video on the Canberra Raiders um, Instagram of Ricky Stewart handing him his first jersey. Mm. I remember Simon Wolfe telling me when he was 19, he was choosing which club to go to. He was a halfback that a lot of people were keen on. He went to Canberra for an opportunity just to learn off Ricky Stewart. Oh, wow. 30 years later, he hands his son the most unlikely first-grade jumper. Yeah. Ever just a crazy story, and he story. fucking was great. That that, that try set up. Oh, picked mate. a hooker at hooker. Yeah, a hooker. He was a specialist hooker. Like it, it, it's in the key position. It's so important to have a specialist. At least in your spine, I, I feel you need at very least two specialists out and out. Don't want to play anywhere else. They want to play exactly that position. Um, but yeah, that, that, the, even the, the where he takes that dummy half run, um, sets up later in the game with that try assist there. Mate, it's just it's just good for the the Raiders that maybe just maybe that this uh, Hodgson problem that's just plagued them. It's plagued them. This Hodgson problem is could potentially be solved. Now, does it mean he's going to be as good as Hodgson? Maybe not. But fuck, if he's seventy five percent the player Hodgson is, you got a winner there. You got a winner there. So massive congratulations and good on him to stick and buy, like sticking to it. To be able to sit there, you're playing Park Union footy. And you stick to it. You stick to it. You get your debut at Magic Round. Fuck, how good's that? He's just he, and he's like being Simon Wolford's son. He's like twenty five years old. He's had a host of opportunities through New South Wales Cup. He's had every opportunity put in front of him that he can to play NRL, and it just hasn't eventuated. Yeah. Yeah. I said went back, went back one weekend. His mate said, "Come play park rugby with me." Starting third grade, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, you're a hooker in league. Whatever, we'll put you at halfback or in the forward." Somebody goes, "Mate, I'm here for a bit of a run around. I don't yeah, care." Just have fun, yeah. Played fullback. Fullback. He's a nugget. Played fullback, killed it. Wow. Same day, second grade coach. Mate, do you want to back up for us? Oh, yeah, right, eh? Boom. The week later, mate, first grade for us this week? Oh, yeah, whatever. Fullback? Oh, yeah, fullback, sweet. So I played fullback in first grade park rugby. Um, mate, he's been, like, wasn't playing footy there for a while. He's working full time with, like, the Snowden Racing Stables. He's working with Godolphin. Yeah. A couple of weeks later, he's playing NRL on Magic Round. Like, what a mental story. Wow. And that was, what, two years ago, his park footy third two grade? Two or three years ago, yeah. Park not just Union playing first grade, he set up two tries. Yeah, against the Cronulla Sharks, who we've been yeah. saying are a premiership threat. He made like a line break through his own, just purely his own yeah. off his own bat. What a what a great great story. And stories like that can really buoy a team as well. Like when you see mm. battlers come through, and they're really good to point to and be like, "Boys, you're also privileged to have these big contracts, and everyone loves you." You go down the street, oh, you know, I love the Raiders, and thanks so much for everything you do. Right? He's this bloke that. 
was third division union coming in, ripping and tearing. If he can come in and impact a game the way he did, what is stopping all you guys who came straight through the grades, have all the talent in the world, and it's, it's really good for everyone. And, and it's really good for the senior players too to point to him and go, boys, like, look how much he's ripping. Let's all rip and tear too. It's inspiring. You need Sometimes in a team, you just need that little bit of energy that you bring. I remember um, when the Warriors were struggling a little bit and Kevin Locke came in. And he just brought a bit of energy. They, they, the Warriors like struggled, continued to struggle that year. But it just brought energy to the squad and a bit of life. And sometimes that's all you need is just this one player to come in that sparks something inside of the rest of the boys. And hopefully Wolf can be that guy because he was, yeah, he was outstanding. So what was else was scaring you? You remember like, you know, like every every player has their own little, you know, th- things that they do. You know, their little little characteristics or whatever. The way that Zach just approaches the ruck, the way that he... It's Simon all yeah, it's crazy. It is like a direct... Like, you know, you see those things of Nathan and Ivan when they're goal-kicking? Yeah. Yep. It was scary. <clears throat> Mate, yeah, it's so good. So I'm stoked for the Raiders. Really important win. Like, really important. This could be a win that turns their season around. And I know we've discussed this before, but this is now the second time they've knocked the Sharks off. You know, so, like, the tough thing for the Raiders is when you look at them on the ladder, you go... You know, they're currently sitting 10th. Last week, when you looked them on the ladder, you go, they're not this bad of a side to be sitting 13th or 14th. There's no way the Raiders should be there. Now, they're sitting 10th, and if they win this weekend, they could find themselves in the 8th. And then all of a sudden, a year that was, you know, doom and gloom and, and all that kind of stuff turns into a year full of hope. They could be sitting in the 8th, and if they go on a run... They are actually only, so they're on eight points right now. Fourth is on 12 points. <clears throat> so if they go on a run, they could genuinely challenge the top six. That's, in, that's, that's within their grasp. Like if I'm Ricky, I'm getting them in the room on Monday or Tuesday or whenever it is and going, boys, we can be a top six side this year. Could you imagine the different conversation we're going to be having at the end of the year if Raiders finish top six? It'll go from... It's a disaster. There needs to be a clean out too. This is one of the best young squads in the NRL. How confident are you feeling as a Raiders? Because I know I spoke to a Raiders fan on Saturday and sort of said, oh, how good's that? And he straight away said to me, where the fuck has this been? Mm. Well, I, I can't like, I, I'll enjoy it when they do it three weeks on the trot. They play the Bunnies next week. As yeah. a Raiders fan, how you feeling? Oh, to be honest... I'm I'm not convinced. Like there's a glimmer of what we can achieve. I just do think we're lack, lacking attacking spark in the back mm-hmm. line still. Really keen to see how hopefully Jackie Whiten goes with falls <laughs> and how they look then. But I, I just I don't think the points are in the back line against the better sides mm-hmm. to really do too much damage. But that being said, if the four pack are good enough, which they can be on their day, you can achieve a lot off the back mm-hmm. of that, which we saw on the weekend. Yeah, so. oh, for sure. No one's sitting. I'm not sitting here saying, "Going fuck, boys, they're going to be top six or whatever." What That's I'm saying is. Reach is these guys have put themselves in position. Yeah. They have an opportunity in front of them. And that's why, why I'm saying is like Ricky gets them in a room and shows them the ladder and says, this is where we're at, boys. We truly have an opportunity here to change this season from a negative one after last year into we're building momentum for 2023. We have this completely like a really young side that's got a whole two years or a year of first round under their belt. I, I just think the Raiders have such an opportunity in front of them to change a season. The Sharks got one try. It was um, it was in the what was it the 66th minute. That was just as the Raiders came back on with having 13 players. Mm. 
They had three separate sim bins. They didn't concede a point during any of those yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, it's incredible. That's, it is something to build off. That, that's, is, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I like trying to say. I'm sure there'll be some people that'll go, are you fucking serious, Dan? It was one win. I, I, I get all that. What I'm saying is, is like, if you're looking for an opportunity to build on, this is the fucking game. This can be the moment where it turns from, fuck me, you know, we, we need to clean this whole club out to, oh, holy shit, we could be genuinely challenging for the top six this year because like look what's what's their what's their roster for the next four games so they've got they've got south para roosters south para roosters like they could definitely beat south and they could definitely beat roosters and who knows para as well you never know with para let's say they're two from three the next few weeks that they're they, capable of doing we absolutely they're capable of doing they so get roosters without their origin players too so so they knock off south so that means south dropped to eight that if they knock off South, they will be. So they knock off South. That means that they will be on equal points to South. If they knock off Roosters, and either Sharks, Eels, no. If they knock off Roosters, they become on equal points with Roosters. I will say as well, their draw to finish the year is really, really like. What's their draw to finish? Really year? good. So I'll go back six rounds. So they got, well, they got Warriors. Titan, this is leading to finals. Warriors, Titans, Panthers, Dragons, Knights, Manly Tigers. That's what I mean. Like, talk about an opportunity. Fuck me. And as much as, you know, the next two weeks they've got tough opposition. They play South Sydney who aren't flying. They go to Dubbo for that. Mm. The next two weeks are both in Canberra against Parramatta and the Chooks. Uh, this next month can set the whole year up. Mm. And, and I, it's not to say that this will happen at all, but it is to say... They this effort on the weekend put them in the position to do that. Mm. If they don't have this arguably historic win, three people sent to the bin for 10 minutes each, like a 30-minute period or 25, there was a period where they had 11 men and they still won. They didn't just win by two points. They won 30 to, to six or whatever. Who would they lose to origin? They'll lose Josh Papali and potentially and Jack. maybe Jack. I think that would be it. See, I, I probably think Hines will get that 14 role. I reckon Jack will. You reckon? I, I know yeah. Fittler loves Jackie but White. Off the back of how much Freddie loves Jackie yeah. White. And God, he's so versatile as well. Like, he's the perfect 14 in the sense that even if you need him to play lock yeah. um, and play in the full back, he would do Could you fine. imagine if he goes on a lock and fucking kills At it? At origin level. Mate, I'll just sit there going, I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest man alive. I'm the greatest man alive. But if he goes on and plays poorly, I'll be like, I didn't actually say to play 13. I was just posing the question. <laughs> when Ruben Cotter ch- chops him in half, I'll let yeah. him go about it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, yeah I, look, I understand. Like, Freddie loves um, fit laughs. I've spoken about this story before, but remember that the year where you had that Guns team and Latrell had that poor game. Latrell ends up getting dropped. And, like, in the post-match interview, press interview, like, Freddie was under the pump. Like, people were like, you know, it wasn't good enough, this, that, and the next thing. And he made it a point to be like, Jack White and come on the field and was outstanding, rah, rah. And he was really the only player that Freddie gave, like, a massive rap to. And and I understand Freddie's thinking if he does pick White at, at 14, because you're right, not only, like, we always talk about built for origin. Like, he is built for origin. He's super fucking aggressive, can play anywhere. He's also a big frame. You want... You want as many big frames to handle the contact in order as you can. In saying that, Hines, he has been like so silky. So silky. Imagine him coming on at whatever, you know, minute um, and creating that extra like high-end footy on the back of quick play the balls. I'd be happy for it to be, Nico. I just think he'll get it. Yeah, I I won't be shocked at all. I won't be shocked. I I won't be shocked. 
At the moment, I think Hines will get it, but I understand the thought process for yeah. Whiten to get it. And also, I understand the loyalty thing as well. It does pay dividends to be loyal. I just, quick story about um, Jack Whiten, because that, that game, Jack actually threw an intercept that game as well. And, yeah, Freddie, and Freddie still came out. And Fred, and exactly. That's, that's what was like. So crazy. Well, because Ricky yeah. Stewart is, you know, he, he's obviously Jack White's main guy, and him and Freddie are so close. Mm. But Freddie actually, he said, he said to me, he was looking in the newspaper, and he saw a photo of Jack after that game. He's like fending off Dan Gagai, and he's like elbows in his face, and he's got someone in here. And apparently, Freddie just looked at that photo and said, "That this bloke's in my team." That's really? all it took. <laughs> so, like, he loved the. He the loved just yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and I wondered too with game one being in Sydney. If you do just go for that bigger body of Jack there. Yeah. Like if it was at Suncorp, a bit of a faster mm. track, I would probably lean towards Nico. But if I had to put my money, I reckon he will go Jack. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, look, it's a fair call. And and you know what? It would probably come down to styles of play too. Yeah. Like does he just want another fucking aggressive bloke in the middle? Or does Freddie sit back and go, do I need attacking potency? Probably not. Like I, I've got so much fucking weapons on the field. Scoring points for New South Wales is not going to be an issue. It's going to be the line speed from Queensland and the aggressive nature of that forward pack that Queensland, you know, for example, in the, the, the year that we were the worst side or whatever, it was our line speed from our forward pack that rattled you. That was like, oh, shit. It wasn't the fact that you didn't have guns that could score points. So, yeah, oh, fuck. When Origins are around, we'll be able to talk to our fucking can't talk anymore. But as I said, Raiders, massive opportunity. What an incredible win. Raiders fans, enjoy that shit. You know, very, very rarely does a team have three people sent to the bin and put in an effort like that for its fans, for its families, for everyone. So massive congratulations. Um, we'll talk about the Sharkies. Mate, oh, I just think this was I, – I think it's probably Fitzgibbon's first little stumble in the sense that it was probably – it was his call to move him to fullback. Mm. I think if he could make that choice again, I think Fitz like, – well, I mean, he's got, what, this week to make the choice, doesn't he? Yeah. Because yep. Kennedy's not back yet. I think he's got two a, weeks. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. So I think we'll, we'll see Hines back at seven. Do you? What do you think? I would assume so. Do you think this is uh, Fitzgibbon's probably first stumble in decision? Like he's been perfect pretty much. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you know, I, I think it's also easier. It's an easier call in hindsight. Like oh, I personally thought they'd no be pun intended. okay. You know, in like, hindsight. What's that? In hindsight. Hindsight. Oh. No <laughs> pun intended. Not bad. Um, <laughs> Better than that, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think that I, mate, I personally think Nico Hines would have walked off and said, "Yeah, I want the seven. I can understand why um, Fitzgibbon did it though, because when the, I, I think put it this way, if Hines didn't go to fullback and they go and tear the Warriors up, I don't think Fitzgibbon does it. But I think Fitzgibbon yeah. would have thought, well, he can just play like he did yeah. against the Warriors. Sure. Like he'll just come in, play seven and attack, and then go back. Um, and, and you're totally right. It's so easy for us to sit here and go, you know, Fitzgibbon should have kept him at seven. You know, if we really felt that way, we would have been strongly like, don't put Hines back at fullback. So, um, yeah. What, what, what do you think Fitzgibbon says to, to the Sharkies, Timmy? What do you think he says going into this next week? Look, they've been so good this season that, like... <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
there aren't many teams who will go... In fact, there's next to no teams barring what basically Penrith have done the last two seasons that don't go through a season without um, one shit outing for whatever reason. So firstly, you'll say, put a line through it, we'll be back, we'll be better. And then he'll hammer down on the, without making excuses, how big the Warriors' win was the week before with 11 and 12 blokes mm. and how much that took out of him. And yeah. he won't use it as an excuse, but he will point to it and say, you know what, guys, we'll come back, we'll regenerate and we'll be okay. Mm. Um, at what point do you start asking questions? And again, I feel super critical of it, but of Cronulla, when you lay down the teams they've beat on paper, there's not a lot. They've beaten up a lot of lower-tier sides in the competition. They've lost to the Raiders twice, who haven't done much this year. Brisbane and the Storm both beat them pretty comfortably. So they've beaten one top eight this season, and it was Parramatta in round two by two points. So while they've looked the goods and they're pumping ordinary sides, mm. you know, they haven't... I don't know. I, I still want to see them do it against the top sides because... Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair point. I do think that... The only reason we're thinking that is because they've shattered expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you said to me, if we said all of us at the start of the year, Sharks are going to go out and pump every side. They're going to get one win over a top eight mm-hmm. side. They might drop a game or two against, you know, you'd say that's a fucking great start to the year for the Sharkies. Like last year they were the worst defensive side in the comp, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and, but you know what? It's, it's actually a compliment that we're asking that question because yeah. now we're saying yeah. I actually think Sharkies are a top four side. The bar's gone from top 10 to top four within six weeks of the Which season. is incredible, which yeah. is incredible. Um, but you, you're totally right. Like, they need to get a sculpt on one of the biggest squads. Like, the Storm, they were in the game for probably 60 minutes or so. Um, but they need to get a big win against a, uh, you know, a side that is... Like, it's tough because, like, you go, okay, let's say, let's say they go out tomorrow and they beat the Cowboys. Would that be enough for you? Really, the only two teams that convince you yeah. are Storm and yeah. Panthers. You go, how do they go against Storm and Panthers? Any outside of those two, you go, yeah, well, they're not really like the tippity top right now. Whereas the cow, the Cowboys are out and out for third now. Well, just have a look at their draw moving forward. It's a they've got a big three weeks from round seventeen to round nineteen. They play Storm, Cowboys, Penrith, three on the trot. So yeah, this is that, the that'll be year. six weeks before finals. That'll give you a good indication. Storming Origin Week is a bit of a bugger because that would have been a cracking game. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So they go Storm. What did you say? Storm Penrith. Storm Cowboys Penrith. I still think this is a bit, this will gauge. This will show us where they're really sitting. I think if I'm Craig, uh, who has just been absolutely outstanding, Craig and Payton for me right now, coaches of the year. Like they're just so outstanding what they've done. But if I'm Fitzgibbon, I'm backing off their training. Like just bringing it right back and making a very clear point like, boys, this next month is season-defining. We need to get some wins on the board, but also the message we're going to send to the rest of the comp, if we can jag two of three, uh, a pretty big fucking message, especially that Cowboys game. Is that next week? No, so sorry. It's, it's round 17, 18, oh, okay. 9. So it's in a few weeks' time. Yeah. But that, that'll be five or six weeks before finals. The Sharks will essentially play a little final series. So they go, mm. they go Titans, Roosters... Buy. And a buy. Yeah. So you basically want to go for two for two. You, they, they need two from two from that. Two from yeah. two, get into the buy, get your, get your rest, get your relax uh, a few Mate, weeks. Then, then they go Warriors, Titans, Canterbury, and then they start that tough draw. So, so basically the, the, the next six weeks uh, will lay the platform to allow them to drop a few games in, in, the, in the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need to win 
four from six minimum, minimum, to guarantee that we're going to be in the eight, good no, to go. I think based on the way Craig Fitzgibbon has been talking this year, I think he would expect them to go six from six. Six from six. six. That's fair. That's fair. Like, like Penrith would. Do you th- would. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Do you think that the weekend, and then you add that onto the Broncos game as well, maybe backs my sentiment of they don't have enough time to become that side to be a premiership this year? Or do you think that they still have a chance to be a premiership threat this year? Well, I think they have a chance to be a premiership threat this year. Um, but yeah, that they, it, is, it is a short amount of time. It's a short amount of time to do what they've done. Incredible. To go to that next level is be impressive. I, For me, I look at the Sharks and I look at Parramatta and I go, if Penrith and Melbourne have to play each other in a prelim, Sharks and Penrith will be a really it's just Sharks and Parramatta would be a good hope in a grand final to win yeah, the for sure. there. It for just sure. depends how it plays out. But mm. I also look at the Sharks and you know we, we, we I, I think Maddie brought it up last week or you did that it, they, they played the three games in eleven days. They then went into that Warriors game where they won against all odds. Then they went down to Canberra and essentially lost against all odds. Mm. I think it's just been a weird five weeks for them. Yeah, it's true. It's been, like I, I would almost this week sort of pull off their load a little bit. Mm. And in their defence, they lose Will Kennedy, half part of their spine. Um, they have to move Hines back to fullback. They lose Ramian, who's been literally one of their form players. So although they could have, they, they should have played better yesterday uh, on the weekend. Um, there are reasons to explain why they yeah. played the way they did. They've also brought Wade Graham back in, which means that they've taken Wilton out, who I think he's been one of their form players this season mm. so far. Yeah, and it is going to take Wade time to get back to player that we know he is. So there has been a lot of changes there. Yeah. And Dale getting taken off, yeah. I think that hurt them massively. There was a bit of momentum being built. Dale gets fucking poor bloke. Hamlin Uele was their best front rower in the first five weeks. They yeah, lost he's him gone. too. Jack Williams played six minutes, did his shoulder. Yeah. Just stuffed with their rotation. They yeah. had two big boys gone like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, look, you know what? Maybe, yeah, okay, the opposition had three sin bins or whatever, but... There's definitely reasons for why they just weren't mm. the same side. Like yeah. when you when you name everything, it's like you know what? Maybe this performance was probably it's a coming. Lot. Yeah. It's a lot to deal with, especially with a team that's already you know punching above its weight as it is. I do want to mention. I think Royce Hunt has crazy potential. <laughs> crazy so potential. Oh yeah, <laughs> big, my big fan. Oh really, <laughs> mate? His yeah. footwork and size. I, I don't think he's anywhere near to where he could be. I think he could be one of the more devastating ball runners. He made his debut for Canberra five years ago, at least. It was a long time ago. He played one game, and then he just fell into a rugby league black hole. He was yep. playing reserve ground for four or five years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone's always like, what happened? They don't actually know that's the most hurtful thing you could ask. If someone goes like, what happened to your career, bro? You were so good. <laughs> it's like you don't actually know, oh, thanks, bro, like – you're basically I crashed and burned like I was at the tip of the top and I crashed and burned but no one actually knows how much that hurts like just imagine you were doing something you were killing it or whatever and everyone always come to you and be like what happened to you bro you were doing so good it's like oh fuck sweet just get reminded of that shit I've been, I've been waiting for it's three weeks the positive of being good at nothing that you're <laughs> be in that situation I've been waiting for three weeks to get kicked off this podcast <laughs> have blokes come to me weren't you doing real good and going on that bloke podcast <laughs> <laughs> so uh, far so good <laughs> sorry mate the black hole yeah, um, oh, just that, you know, he came into first grade, he fell out, no one wanted anything to do with him. Like, he was coming off the bench for their reserve grade for <laughs> Mounties for three or four years and um, got an opportunity at the Sharks. You know, forward pack that is stacked. Like, if Royce Hunt wasn't in this squad, they'd be okay without him, but he's playing so well that he's kept himself in there and he's, he's genuinely having impact 
odd yep. game. So a really good story of just perseverance. Yeah, mate. He, he's. I just think physically he's got so much fucking potential. Yep. Quite agile for a big man, huge body, good footwork. Uh, just quickly, I'm looking at this fucking draw. First of all, Broncos are sitting seventh. How good? Second of all, Broncos <laughs> go Newcastle, Titans, and bye. We could be looking at what we've gone four in a row. We could be looking at fucking six in a row. Ah, right. How good's that? <laughs> you imagine Broncos sitting in the top six? Because, like, what? You got. We're on 12 points. Well, we're equal. We're essentially equal to fourth. Well, I'll throw an omen for you. Last time you went four in a row, you went six in a row. Five years ago. <laughs> mate, could you. Mate, if the Broncos hit. I'm fucking. If the Broncos get in the top four, we're going to celebrate. I'm celebrating somehow. I'll, I'll do something. I'll do something. Could you imagine Broncos in the top four right now? For the sake of Mondays, I hope not. <laughs> um, Sharkies, yeah. Look, I think once we've... I don't think, it's like a therapy session for Sharks fans right now. We've spoken through the problems and we've gone, you know what? Yeah, okay, we get it. We get it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 